And welcome, everybody, to the uh, first uh, Bangers and Classics uh, podcast of uh, 2022. Um, it's uh, been voted Except the most... Except it isn't. It'll come out on the 30th of December. Have I gone early, then? But, I you mean, went early. He's guilty of premature uh, podcasting. Well, you know, there's only, there's only like a day, day or so in it. I don't think, you know... <laughs> Um, my research reveals that quite a few people listen to it several, several days after it's launched. So uh, there you go. I was going to pretend it was next year. We're doing oh, next dear, year's God. predictions. It's all about next year. And yeah, I still have to pretend I'm in 2021. It's terrible. I think you are already, mate. <laughs> no, do, yeah. I do, do I start again? What's up to you? Yeah, no, I'm quite happy. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm living <laughs> under the misapprehension that I'm in 2022 and I'm, I'm broadcasting to... Uh, uh, an audience that comprises of people enjoying the fruits of uh, 2022 and all the, ah. all the good wishes that came to pass. But I thought you lived in 1972, James. I live in 1979, David. I did move forward uh, a tiny bit. Oh, it, right. it just included a few more things. But uh, yes, I do. I do live there. But um, you know, I am the uh, the ghost of the Christmas future and past, and uh, and also the next year past. So. Um, <laughs> So yeah, this isn't. This will be all about next year and what happened last year. But uh, we're apparently still in 2021 when we're recording this, and apparently you're going to listen to it in 2021 as well. But uh, uh, let's hope there's no confusion on your part. Oh, I'm always confused. You, you always confuse yeah. me, James. I never know. Oh, I never know what's. I never know what's going <laughs> on. Uh, sometimes it's better that way. I think. Yeah, yeah we yeah. haven't told each other, or well, we haven't told the audience um, who we are, David. Oh, who are we? Uh, that's not, see, I'm confused. I'm so confused, I've forgotten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it's me and it's him. And uh, what have you been up to, David? <laughs> what have I been up to? Oh, God, yeah, just running around doing errands and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, did get a couple of classic car spots. In mm-hmm. fact, I have three to report. Goodness me. Uh, yes, surprisingly, and they were all in use. Two were in a car park, admittedly, but it was a public car park. You weren't going to leave them there, so they, they're in the use box. The other one, the first one I saw, was a, a blue scimitar GTC. Mm. Now, when was the last time you saw one of those? Uh, 1987. See, he's very precise. This yeah. is what I James. <laughs> Straight to this. I said, you ask a question, you yeah. get a direct answer. Well, if you ask yeah. me that, I always get my years correct, David. Whatever, whatever happens, I, I'm never in any doubt about what year I'm operating in. Right, okay. <laughs> right, well, anyway, it was a blue scimitar yeah. GTC. It was being driven in the streets of my hometown mm. by a sort of middle-aged chap. It had been raining, um, so there would be some precipitation still on the road. It had been frosty a couple of days earlier, so again, there'd still be traces of grit or salt mm. on the road. So kudos to this chap for, for driving it. Mm. He did have the roof up. Um, I thought it was a balmy 8 degrees uh, centigrade. I thought he could have the roof down. But that's the only demerit there. The car itself looked in pretty good condition. Um, not Concour, but definitely very presentable. And uh, yeah, it was very pleasant to see it. It certainly uh, enhanced my day. Yesterday, I saw two more. I was out last night doing some shopping, avoiding the shops, uh, sorry, avoiding the Christmas rush. And I saw uh, in my favorite car park, which is near a certain fast food establishment, mm-hmm. the Beetle I've mentioned before with the various colors of paint and f- indeed primer on it. <clears throat> It was there in a different spot this time, which proves that, that it does indeed move. And there was also um, what looked like was there was also what looked like a metallic magenta mini uh, A mm. registration. Uh, that's the eighties A, so it'd be about eighty two or eighty three registered uh, with um, 
four mini light wheels on it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it looked very, very good condition. Not a trace of rust on the bodywork. Uh, very clean, very tidy indeed. Mm-hmm. And again, obviously being used in spite of the time of year. So yeah. again, hats tip to whoever owns that. Three classic car spots in the week leading up to Christmas. That's not bad. No, it's not well. Well mm-hmm. done, David. That's very, very good. Obviously, it's, it's well done to the owners, really, for taking mm. them out and using them, and, um, giving giving me something to report. Well, that's right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was um, uh, some distance away from home, but uh, I saw uh, a rather wonderful uh, Porsche 911. And the thing was, oh. it wasn't one of these uh, modern things that are about uh, 30 foot wide. Um, mm. It was one of the original. Um, it, it's got a, It had to be a 1964. It was probably a T. Um, uh, I don't know. It was anything exciting as an S, but it was, it was so impossibly pretty. It was, it was in white, um, and as you know from that era, they're they're, they're sort of uh, delicately uh, adorned with chrome. But the thing is, it just looks so small and sweet. And it mm. was, um, you know, and we're in uh, we're in December, even though I said we're in January. Um, but it was, but it was December when I saw it, um, and uh, yeah. So it was again, yeah. Um, full respect to the, the person driving driving it around. Um, it was in immaculate condition, and it was just so nice to see because again, um, you might see them on high days and holidays, but not on a sort of a murky uh, winter's afternoon when it's sort of getting quite dark. So uh, it was very very nice to uh, see somebody out and about in that, um, which uh, you know does raise your spirits. Um, mm. Apart from that, I uh, 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 saw a, a Polo uh, Mark IV, which is sort of tricked out as a, um, uh, um, a, a sort of a wide load support vehicle. So um, maybe mm. it would have been appropriate if it had been driving in front of a modern Porsche. Um, um, oh. So I, I, I don't know why someone did that, but it was it was painted red, but it had all the reflector stuff all over it. And uh, you'd like to know a bit more about, you know, whether it was some extended gag uh, of some description or whether, you know, their day job is actually driving wide loads. And then when they go shopping in the evening, they have to get into a little polo. Uh, but that was quite funny. But polos are good. I like polos. Well, talking about jobs, mm. this isn't really related to cars. Involves a coach. Oh, it does involve yeah. a fake police car. Mm. I was up seeing the EV today, and mm. the place where it is, that's where it's stored at the moment. Mm. Uh, the proprietor told me they'd had to move it out a few days ago because the storage space was effectively hired by an adventure company, mm. and there was a team building exercise involving people uh, from from Russia, I believe, mm. uh, who were all on a bus. And the bus was driving through the, the, the town. It's, again, it's, it's one main road through this town. It's a seaside town, and it's really hemmed in tight to the coast. So one main road, and a fake police car pulls them over, directs them into uh, where the EV is. Mm. Um, and it's a large shed. The doors open, in goes the bus, and hooded men with pretend machine guns jump mm. out Goodness and p- pretend to take them all hostage. Mm which is a bit of a strange way of operating a team-building exercise. It is, isn't it? But, but, but there we go. Yeah, absolutely. What a dark um, turn, that, isn't it, really? Yeah, and these were apparently Russian people. You know, um, Russians are quite a hardy bunch. Mm. You know, I, I wouldn't be taking liberties with them if I were no. them. I really wouldn't. It seems they all enjoyed the experience, though, and everybody remained mm. friends after it, uh, which is probably just as well for those conducting the, uh, the prank. But yeah. there we go, yeah. So um, just add that as a little aside of surprises mm. and things you don't expect. 
Anyway, if we move on now, I think, to the Bangor Classic for this week, James. Oh, right. Unless, mm. unless you've got any other car spots. No, 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 that'll do. That'll do? Mm. <laughs> you, mean there's, mean there's more, you mean there's more and I've cut you off in your prime? No, 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 I'm quite happy with those. That's uh, uh, quite, a, <laughs> quite a good spread. There was a, you know, a, a banger and a classic, so, you know, a tick, tick. Tick, tick. Yeah. All right, jolly good. All right, a, a blue tick, okay. Um, this week's Banger Classic is, well, it's probably a foregone conclusion, isn't it? Uh, it's a classic. It's a Jensen Interceptor. Mm. And we've never really talked about the Interceptor much in the podcast. No, so now it's a, hardly, hardly at all, David. Hardly at all, and mm. considering it's such an iconic car. Mm. And it's a car that I think you know, we're both pretty fond of. Yeah. So ah, maybe, maybe we should make an exception. It's, it's still a festive season. Yeah. Sort of. So let's just dive in there and uh, let's have your views on the Interceptor. Well, I think it is over the years. It's one of the most broken down um, cars I've seen uh, at the back of uh, forecourts. Uh, I, I don't. I've, I've almost lost count of the of the number that I've seen that that were not operational, um, and that was certainly in the eighties and nineties. There was a, there was a whole slew of them. And I do remember writing the, writing about them uh, in some features over the years, where I said, "Yeah, and, and uh, at the back there's a uh, an interceptor uh, not working uh, because they were, I mean, they were just trouble. They they weren't worth. I mean, they're still not worth a, an absolute fortune, but they were mm. really just you know a couple of grand, and you you know you would still not not touch it because it was uh, going to be a complete nightmare." Um, but I don't think people realise how cheap they were, and but mm. they were very cheap for a reason. They are hand-built cars. I've said this before, and that the people who restore them will tell you that you know panels don't match up, doors don't match up because they were individually made to uh, fit the left, you know, offside or near side. So um, you know, if you're going to restore one, it is a world of uh, expensive pain and coach building. Um, skill is going to need uh, to actually bring one back to life uh, probably the easiest mm. bit is the uh, engine you can you can probably just get one from the states um, as a you know uh, in a crate uh, but the rest of it is uh, uh, quite a lot of uh, problem to uh, put together so for that reason uh, for many years it was a, uh, a I suppose a respectable classic banger wasn't it mm. well I think it was actually a banger at one point <clears throat> yeah uh, as you say because the they were single figures. You could buy a interceptor. You could buy a half decent one mm. for five grand in about nineteen ninety or so. Yeah, as, as I recall it. And I think many of us were tempted to. And you thought, hang on, how much is going to cost to run? How much is going to cost to fix? But I suspect a lot of people just dived in there and thought, oh, interceptor, mm. three four grand. I'll have one of those. Thank you very much. And then realised just a how thirsty it is, how expensive it is to service. And how expensive it is to restore because the tin worm will take hold. Mm. It's just it's a fact of life with interceptor. They do rust. Or obviously, if they're restored properly and properly rust proofed, then that's not going to be a problem. But mm. back then, they really were cars that had reached a banger stage, which was you know it's quite tragic really for such a beautiful and such an iconic mm. car. Yeah, but uh, thankfully they have survived. And I have. They're now they're now coveted and as they should be the. They're cracking cars. Obviously, if you were a certain age, you'd have grown up with Interceptor. The shape of it, mm. just the name of it uh, was great. And you see them on TV all the time, you know, suave international crime fighters would rock up in their Interceptor with a with a bevy of lovely ladies in tow, usually. Um, I mean, strangely enough, um, just recently, um, I'm working on some little projects. Um, and I know this, is, this isn't technically an Interceptor, 
uh, because an FF is actually just the Jensen FF. It's not an mm, interceptor, as, as, right. as any anorak will tell you. Um, but there was actually a car, um, which was an FFF100. I don't know if, if anybody has come across that. Um, but that was a one-off special. It was built in conjunction with uh, GKN. And I had to seek permission, which I have got from GKN, to reproduce uh, a brochure picture uh, that they uh, produced of this one-off car. But it was used in 1972 to set um, a world record. I don't know if you know what the world record is, David, at all. Um, it was fitted with a Chrysler Hemi 426 uh, engine, and uh, it was incredibly quick. Uh, but what they did um, on a uh, on a wet runway um, was set the naught uh, to 100 to naught record, which stood for quite a few years, I think. Um, and I think they built, beat the previous record by quite a lot of um, seconds. But uh, they did it in 12.2 seconds. So uh, that's right. quite, yeah, quite incredible. So it was a proper supercar, um, and it was one-off, and uh, I think it ended up in America. It might, it might be back here, the, uh, the, the, the car itself. I don't know what the state of play is. I think it used to be on the show circuit for a bit, um, but hopefully someone's looking after it somewhere. Mm. But, uh, yeah, all I dream for Christmas is an FFF100. Well, I can, can't offer you that, I'm afraid. No, uh, no. The, the chap who was the chief engineer for Jensen mm. lives near me. He lives a few, just a few miles away. As I've mentioned before, there's a one-off prototype interceptor, which was to be the development car for the F-Type, and mm. uh, Jensen F-Type. He owns it, and it's wider and longer than a standard interceptor, yeah. and has got, amongst other things, hydropneumatic rear suspension. Mm. Um, and it still exists, still in great condition. Yeah. Um, he might be a man to ask about the, the triple F-100. Mm. I'm sure he'd have been invo- he would have been involved in that project. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, we could we could perhaps talk to him someday, maybe yeah. get some more details. Absolutely. Because yeah, all these sort of cars, these one-offs, prototypes that maybe should have been uh, put into production but never were, they're all yeah. fascinating and in many cases are much more interesting than the cars we actually got. Yeah. Um, but there we have it. So anyway, Mr. Rupert, I'm going to go classic for the Interceptor. It's a cracking car, cracking looking car. Mm. Uh, subject to caveat that they ain't cheap to run, they ain't cheap to buy, but... You know, if you can afford it, and if you want one, then good luck to you. It is, and it, and it is. It's, um, I think, as we pointed out, it's one of those fascinating cars um, that, uh, in a way, Jaguars um, have always done is that they go from banger to classic. Uh, you know, they go from brand new. They go through the whole life cycle, um, mm. and this and this one certainly has. And uh, yeah, so it, yeah, it's a classic now. Um, but there was a time when it wasn't. Mm. Well, if you ever want to watch a film about Jaguars, mm. um, it's basically it's about a young man who dreams of owning a Jaguar. He's down in Australia. It's a comedy film, and he buys a car, which, well, I won't say what happens. Just watch the film. Uh, the Jaguar plays a key role in it. It's an LAXJ mm. film called The Big Steel. It's from 1989, I think. And Ben Mendelsohn, who is the, the principal actor in it, has gone on to bigger things. He appears in a lot of Hollywood films these mm. days, many years later. But certainly, the big steal is very funny. It's possibly got one of the funniest lines I've ever seen in the film, but I dare not say it in this podcast. So I think we'll just take a break there before I say something uh, I'll be given cause to regret. You're listening to Bangers and Classics, an analog podcast for a digital world. And we are back after the break, and we're going to try something new this week. Uh, it's a one off because of the time of year. Uh, we have a great expense, and Mr. Ruppert. It cost Mr. Ruppert lots of his free stuff to acquire those personal services. We have had a reading from Mystic Mog, mm. 
who have told us several things of the, that are going to happen in 2021. I'm going to start, James, by telling you one of the predictions. All right. But, uh, yep. Apparently, a firm in the West Midlands is going to offer EV conversions to internal combustion engines. Mm. Apparently, that's going to happen this year. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think it should happen because yeah. I, I have proposed that uh, the original uh, Honda Insight should uh, get a VTEC engine. That would be great. Well, there you go then. Maybe they'll maybe they'll start with that I mean, one. Be the first uh, customer. Mm-hmm. Yes, and also Mystic Mob told us that mm. the Department of Transport is going to be acquired uh, for a pound, I believe, by Extinction Rebellion. Well, given recent comments, I think they were already pretty much in charge of it anyway. Yeah. Another news: the government minister, mm-hmm. uh, so again, what's being we're told, yep. will, will state that having a roof over your head is mm. an outmoded concept. Well, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah want well, absolutely. You will have mm. nothing and be happy. That's right. I'm looking forward uh, to living in a ditch. I don't know about you, Dad. Well, it's the four Yorkshiremen sketch, isn't it? Ooh, it is, yeah. That's yeah, right. that's, what, that's what we're heading towards. Uh, Only we're going to live it. That's right. And that were luxury, but there you go. Luxury, luxury. Yeah, luxury. Well, apparently there's a Silicon Valley company has announced a car, or will announce a car powered by, get this, rotationally generated potential energy. Goodness me. Yeah, clockwork in other words. Yeah. And finally, and this is apparently uh, going to happen towards the end of the year, mm. the commissioners of Nolan Lighthouses are going to offer Greta Thunberg mm. a job as a foghorn. Incredible. I think, that, yeah. So I think all of those are, are going to happen. Um, right. And then common sense is going to prevail throughout the land, throughout the world, in fact. That's, that's also yeah. going to happen. That's not Mystic Mog's prediction. That's my prediction. Because it better happen or I will get really cross. And you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. No. You probably wouldn't like me when I'm not angry, but you definitely wouldn't like me when I am. So what about you, James? you get any predictions? No, not really. Because because the thing is, the world is now mad. And uh, um, anything anything you say, I mean, all those predictions there for Mystic Morg are, are, are perfectly reasonable. Um, you know, there isn't, you really can't question them at all because they are quite likely to happen. So anything that we uh, propose um, is probably going to come to pass anyway, whether we like it or not. Um, so... Um, yeah, I try. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't really top those at all. I just thought, well, no. What we were yeah. talking about earlier. What we were talking about before we mm. came on with this is: don't give in. Don't let them beat you. Do not do that. Simple as that. Don't. Well, you what know, I can no say is yeah. that people have been sending me cars that they've bought actually just recently, and that um, uh, puts a spring in my step. And Great. Um, uh, it was very good. I did send one to you the other day. There's a, a, a very good. Uh, yeah. a, a you did, yeah. Who, now he buys cars at, an, at, at a furious rate, and then he sells them. But he buys interesting cars, and uh, his name's Richard. And um, yeah, he bought a, a Madison, which is basically um, a sort of a Morgan type uh, kit car. Uh, he likes he likes kit cars, and quite right too. Um, right. But huh. I thought it was a type of bike race. Is it that one with the with the moped? I don't. I think I don't it is. Know. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's right. I'm just. You know, I'm just going off at a tangent as usual. No, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. So he's bought. He's bought a Madison. They sort of like treated himself to a Madison at the end of the year. But he, in the course of a year, he'll buy five, six, seven, eight cars, and they're always interesting cars. And uh, uh, you know, the, uh, he, he, he. I don't think he's ever owned a boring car. All of his stuff. He's probably had a Jensen. Actually, I must ask him um, to um, how that went. Um, but uh, no, it, it's quite remarkable. And then, strange enough, before um, I joined you um, on this uh, 2022 podcast, David, um, I had an email 
from um, uh, someone like, someone else I know who uh, likes British Legion cards. He used to actually used to work at Rover, um, but um, he's bought um, a two hundred Tomcat. You know the Turbo. Uh, oh, two two hundred. He said it was just too good not to buy. Um, right. He didn't find it in a hedge to the backwards. He didn't find it in a hedge backwards. I think he found no. it um, uh, in a garage. Uh, uh, the picture he sent me, it was uh, amongst other British Leyland stuff, so I presume it belonged to someone who appreciated uh, old rovers. Um, hmm. But, they, but they, there you go. That's how you can you can lift yourself um, out hmm. of any despond or despair in 2022 yeah. by um, uh, thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drive one of those um, interesting cars. Um, which could be a banger and it could be a classic. It could, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the Tomcat. I mean, there's mm. an interesting car. It's, dynamically, you might say it's slightly challenged, uh, but it's a very pretty car. It is, yeah. And it goes well in a mm. straight line. It's just, I think perhaps that the actual um, chassis dynamics weren't the best, mm. if I'm being honest with it. But perhaps I'm wrong. I've never driven one. I'm going on what I read mm. about them, and perhaps that's not fair. Perhaps, yeah. you know. I'll have to drive one someday. That's that's it. Just give me a wagon enough road uh, bereft of hedges and I'll be fine, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know, I know. That's no, that's shocking. right. So in twenty twenty two, let's um let's all drive interesting cars. I think that's the that that's the theme really. And uh, that that's how we correct um uh, and right all the wrongs. So uh, Yeah, what's the starting point? The banger and classics manifesto is about to go to print uh, mm. all fifty four volumes of it. Mm, yeah. Buying and driving an interesting car, that's a good starting point. Uh, and that is in the manifesto. Mm. So that's one of the points ticked off. Uh, I'm sure we'll tick off some more as, as the year goes by. Mm. Anyway, James, we're talking about 2022. What about 2021? Mm. It's been a pretty rubbish year, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it has, actually, uh, strangely enough. Um, because I think I wrote some things down, and all I had written down was E10 petrol, and then no petrol, because that's what happened. Mm. And... Uh, mm. Uh, it's all made up. I mean, all of that is confected nonsense. That, that's the thing. There's no, there's no logical reason for E10 petrol whatsoever. Um, no. And there was no reason not to have any petrol at all. And uh, as we all know, a couple of weeks later, there was petrol. So what was all yeah. that about? So it's all, yeah. we're, all being, we're all being played for fools. Um, strangely enough, um, I usually write uh, something for a major magazine where they sort of say, oh, can you give me your highlight of 2021? And my highlight, and I was saving this up, but obviously I wasn't asked to write for it this year because they, I think they probably suspect I'm a troublemaker now. Um, <laughs> is that, Why ever um, would they? Why ever would they? Yeah, I went to the uh, biggest charging uh, station uh, for a, a car launch thing uh, in, I think it was March, um, in my 42-year-old uh, BMW and took a picture of it there. So uh, my point was, yeah, I drove there and drove home. And if I'd, have, if I'd have been using the EV that I was driving that day, I would not have been able to achieve that uh, journey um, in one go. I would have had to uh, stop at least once. Uh, but my 42-year-old car, um, no problem at all. And if it needed to charge, it would have taken you know five minutes. And uh, uh, that, that was it. So that was my super clever point that I was going to make. And I had a picture as well of the my car parked next to the charging point um but it, it's all been wasted david um and uh, uh it's something i can share with you and i can share with the uh, podcast listeners but uh, that's mm. that's the clever point that i would have made uh, but i didn't get the opportunity to do so uh, and plus i would yeah. have got 30 quid for it as well but there you go well you know i bought an ev this year and i'm not I able know. to use it so mm. far well, i'm looking and, forward to yeah. um, having a go in that Oh yes, absolutely. Ooh. It's uh, mm. it, it's it's had some work done to it. 
uh, I'll be out and about uh, next year and uh, there will be some photo evidence of it mm. and possibly some video evidence as well from it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so that's for me, it was a highlight. Uh, low point, I suppose, was not actually be able to use it at all. But but there we go. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It still no. it was still still lifted my spirits to have it and uh, depleted my wallet as well, but we're not going to go there. Moving on from that, and mm. possibly a linked point here, talking about the past and the future, mm. obviously we've run this podcast, oh God, it's about, we've done 44 from now, I think. Have it's we? the 44th, yeah. Goodness Plus me. a couple of little, couple of little um, extra ones here and there just for results, etc., that kind of thing. I think what we'd both like to know is, mm. what do listeners want from us? What would you like us to do? If you've got a good idea for a banger and classic feature or something you'd like us to do, then tell us. We'll have a crack at it. We'll probably do it very badly, but we'll have a crack at it. And that's it. So get in touch. Tell us what you want us to do. Mm-hmm. But within reason, of course, obviously. This is a family podcast. Uh, we would love to hear from you. We'll take a break there, and we'll be back in a jiffy. This is the final Bangers and Classics podcast of 2021, in which James Ruppert and David Malloy talk bells, just for a change. And we are back after the break. Last week, we bought each other a car for Christmas, uh, but now that the Christmas spirit is dissipated and festive cheers all gone, it's time to buy a car for somebody we don't like. It could be a mythical person, could be a real person, it doesn't matter. We're going to suggest to you the kind of car you should buy for someone you don't like. Now, why you buy a car for somebody you don't like, I don't know, and not really my business. But here we go. Uh, maybe we should start with James. Well, um, yeah, well, I, you know, there isn't anybody I don't, I don't like, uh, David Dream. I'm, you know, I'm very, <laughs> you know, I'm very easygoing, you know, but I, you know, live and let live. I, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't uh, particularly hate uh, anybody in particular. Um, maybe uh, people who run uh, organisations like Insulate Kittens, um, maybe. Um, uh, I could... But I still don't hate them. I suppose I pity them. But yeah, I mean, um, if I did, if I did not like somebody, I mean, are the rules, David, that uh, we buy them a car and then they have to use that car forever in perpetuity? Unfortunately, um, not. Oh uh, no, because no, we, I want I want it to work like this, David. Well, you can do. Can I? Well, you can do. Yeah. Well, you can make the rules as you go along. That's yeah, it's, it's the whole. This is what's great about a podcast. Mm. We can make the rules up as we go along. If we don't like oh, the rules, right. we can change them. Okay, so you want to buy a car for someone who's then got to use it in perpetuity. Yeah. I mean, basically, we're buying them a car, and this is their only car, and they have to run it and look after it and do whatever, but that's the that's the deal. So, um, obviously, I could buy a, you know, a fairly crappy car and uh, give them the pain uh, of that, but I'd buy them a Ferrari, David. And also, I'd buy them a Ferrari Monza. And uh, if you're f- unfamiliar or familiar with it, uh, it's a preposterous thing where you have no uh, uh, windscreen. You know, it's one of those daft ones where you're exposed to the elements. There's no windscreen. Uh, it looks ridiculous. And uh, that's the only car that you can use. You unfortunately will have the running expensive on, on, of it as well. Uh, the carbon brakes, I think, will cost you, you know, £10,000 a corner to sort out uh, some way, shape or form. Uh, you'll be abused in the street because it's um, it's got numbers written on it and a terrible. Uh, uh, it, it's worth googling because it really is fairly awful. It looks like something I drew uh, when I was about six, and uh, uh, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know, but uh, I think if someone was saddled with uh, 
a supercar, the impracticalness um, and stupidness of it, where you you can't enjoy it. There's you know there's nothing that you can do, and you have to go shopping in it, and you know do the school run in it, and it's just ridiculous. And uh, uh, you just be, I think you'd be abused most of the time. I, I mean, I, you know, uh, it would do it would do all your work for you. You wouldn't have to uh, come to some elaborate. Um, you know, revenge is best uh, a dish best served cold. You would know that every single day they'd um, mm-hmm. uh, be reduced to uh, going out in a Ferrari Monza, which I think, first of all, might sound great, but I think by the end of it, it'll be it'll be hell on wheels. I think you'll be very <laughs> upset that you have to uh, you have to buy, run, own, and live with uh, a ridiculous car. So that's that's my one. I don't know. Am I being clever? Am I, am I being stupid? No, I? no. I, I think I think that's very clever. But yeah. I, th- I think it's far crueler than what I've got in mind. Is it? Oh, okay. Oh, I, I think I think so. <laughs> See, the, the purpose of mine is to try to bring a particular person back to the light mm. because they've become a bit of a twit in, well, not even recent years, probably, but the last 20 years, to be honest, uh, but become a bit of an idiot. And the person I'm talking about is the sort of person who's not satisfied with merely keeping up with the Joneses. That would just never do. The sort of person who to quote Lord Denning, his veneer all the way through. Views of his neighbours are very important to this person. Exceedingly important. So my mission, as I see it, is to puncture that person's overinflated uh, self-esteem. Bring them back down to earth and perhaps they will take a better path in life and be a better Mm. person. So I had to think about this. What sort of car would I plump for? Well, this is the sort of person who lives in a sort of neighbourhood where the concept of enjoying things ironically exists. Now, I don't understand that concept. Someone tried to explain it to me once, and I just laughed it out of court, um, so to speak. Uh, so I can't buy him a car like a princess or an mm. Ital. He can't uh, have a car that has any potential of being enjoyed ironically. So then I thought, okay, well, I could buy him a classic car, a rubbish mm. classic car. But it's also plain, and it'd be plain to his neighbours, that he's not an enthusiast. Yeah. He lives his life within very narrowly defined mm. boundaries, and there's no place in it for anything that doesn't advance his self-perceived status. And his neighbours would probably think, oh, he's bought a classic car. It's part of a networking ploy. And would think, oh, well, that's jolly clever of him. And I'm quite sure he'd get the flat cap, string back, gloves, and he, he would he would hang around uh, and go and meet up with similarly terminally dull people uh, at meetings with no interest in the cars whatsoever, just to try and push himself a bit up whatever ladder it is he thinks is important. So that's not going to work either. So this leaves me with the bona fide banger. Now, what would I do with it? Well, it would have to appear uh, suddenly within the cartilage of his property, and, and to wit, it would have to appear in his front garden. For which banger, James, do you think? Mm, I, well, I don't, I don't know. Well, you see, mm. I came up with three. Mm. A Ford Orion or a Vauxhall Belmont it has to be a base model or an L, but then it's plumped for a Volvo 343. And this 343 will be a tragic sight. It will, crucially, it has to have an MOT, but its paintwork will have rust blisters all over it. It'll be faded mm-hmm. and it'll be peeling. There can be wheel trims and a maximum of two wheels. The engine will smoke and the interior will smell like a hippie mm-hmm. on the third day of a wet open-air festival. Mm-hmm. But you, know, you might think that's not going to work because neighbors are going to say he'd never buy a car like that. But they might because it'll also have a personalised registration mark with his initials on it. So it's going to be deposited on his lawn during or immediately after a period of heavy rainfall. So it'll sink a bit into the lawn and it'll be impossible to move it without churning up his carefully manicured garden. And if we do it over the festive season, he's going to have trouble getting a crane. 
So the curtain twitchers in the neighbourhood are going to have a field day, and he is going to hate this so much. And, in fact, if that doesn't get the point across to him that he's been an absolute twerp, it'll be joined by a base model Orion in a similar condition one dark night. I'm hoping not to ruin this chat. I want to just bring him back to what he should be uh, rather than what he is because there's a vast gulf. Being of a kindly disposition, I'm trying to save him. The effect could be ruinous, of course. I mean, at least in his own mind it could be. And he might even feel compelled to move house and possibly even to another town. Yeah. But perhaps there's enough of the old person left in there to save. And that's what I'm trying to do. So there you go. You can all thank me later for that. That's very noble, uh, Ruby Doge. I thought, I, I thought, mm. I, I thought so. Besides, it'll be a good laugh anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of people I sort of know as a, a chap, um, I was telling you about it, James. And this is perhaps a little admonition to listeners. I was found some CDs he recorded a while back. I was playing them in the car the last couple of nights. And this guy is extremely talented. He is a very good songwriter. He always said he was a so-so musician. I don't really agree with that. I think he had musical talent. But as a songwriter, a really, really good songwriter. Also a very good writer. But he's done nothing with it. And that frustrates the heck out of me. Because he, somebody like him with his talent, he's got something to say, is doing nothing with it. So guys and gals out there, um, if you take one thing away from this podcast, apart from the goodie bag we're going to give you at the end of it, that is, if you've got a talent, use it. But don't be like the chap who's going to get the Volvo 343 in the garden. Don't go down that path. No. Be humble, but use your talent. It's given to you for a reason. Use it and you know, spread a little light in the world. That's a wonderful thing to do. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much for listening to us this year, obviously, because we started in 2021. And it may be 2021 when you hear this. It may be 2022. But either way, thank you very much for listening. And we hope that you have a very good new year and indeed that it's a better place for all of us next year. Yeah, um, Happy New Year, everybody, uh, from my 2022 viewpoint, which isn't... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, You see, I I have to explain, just before we go, James is confused a little bit. He's been spending Uh, far too much time at the retirement home for mm. Hammer uh, Horror Actresses. Mm. Uh, In fact, he's got a season ticket there now, I reckon. Um, it's 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 going for him. It's very dangerous work, David. You, you've got to be very careful. Oh, it's a risk you willingly accept, yeah, isn't it, old boy? Go. Well, someone's got to do it. <laughs> we've, heard, we've heard that before. Anyway, take care. Cheerio. Yeah, bye-bye, everybody. The makers of this podcast would like to extend their thanks to the governor and staff of HM Secure Institution Rock Hall for releasing Mrs. Ruppert and Malloy to appear in this week's podcast.